And welcome to another edition of Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information, insight, and experiences for people who are planning for, about to, or already have retired. I'm John McComb, recently retired after a 50-year broadcast career, the past 36 years at CKNW Radio in Vancouver. I'm sitting down with my co-host, Lori Pinkowski every other Friday to help answer the many questions that come up as you prepare to relax and devote some time to you and your new life. Lori is the founder of Pinkowski Wealth Management and is a Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Lori, we made it to 2021. 2020 is over. Yippee to that. We have a whole new year to look forward to with the vaccine on the way, and I hope uh, much better times ahead. Yeah, you know, I've been saying it's an exciting time that 2020 is in the rear view mirror, and we're in a new and exciting year, 2021. And, you know, I'm truly waiting for the day that all of our senior clients are free to go and roam the world and enjoy retirement again and even simply spend time with family and grandchildren, you know, at the speed at which it's rolling out. I mean, it probably can't be fast enough. I think we all have that opinion, but uh, that it's here. And when we heard the news that day that uh, the vaccine had been approved, I mean, to me, that was the beginning of the end of COVID. And whether that takes, you know, how many months or a full year, I'm not sure, and neither are you. But the fact of the matter is there things are going to improve, John. So that's what we've been waiting for. And we want to talk today about ways to ensure that people return to a happy and healthy retirement and what they can be doing today to plan for that. Well, and planning for it is a big thing. It's not uh, something that you can just uh, sort of drop into and say the next day, hey, let's go on a worldwide cruise. Something you have to plan, you have to think about, and you've done a lot of thinking on this issue. So when you look at this, what do you think? What are your first questions? Yeah, you know, when I think about retirement and coming out of this COVID phase that we've been in, it's time to get back to planning for the future. And Let's face it, a comfortable retirement isn't just going to happen on its own. You have to make it happen. So if you want to have a happy retirement and a better year than last year, then you're going to have to plan for that. And in planning means not just about what you want to do in life and in retirement. It means how much do you need to spend in order to do that. And what we've seen over the past year is people have not nearly spent as much as they usually do because they weren't able to go about their lives and do what they wanted to. So with that being said, maybe there's a there's a lot of pent-up demand for sure. That's where I always say, you know, I think we're going to see one of the biggest bull markets coming out of this because of all the things people want to do and the cash they were hoarding during that time. For some, of course, some have had lower incomes and, and so on, and they've been scrambling, but others have, have money and they just haven't been spending it. So again, you want to rely on yourself to get ready for that and to plan ahead. And it gives you something to look forward to as well, John. I would think that, uh, especially in retail, that there is just some huge pent-up demand because, as you say, people haven't been out freely shopping or spending or doing the things that they normally do. And when we talk about getting back to normal, consuming is one of those normals. So it's going to be interesting to watch the different sectors and see how retail and services do. You know, it's true. I mean, retail stocks have been amongst some of the top performing over the past few months. 
And the reason is, is again, the markets are very forward looking. And also some companies have a lot of online presence. So that demand is higher. But, you know, funny enough, one of my relatives just sent me a video from one of the biggest department stores in the world in Berlin called KDV. The food floor is still open on the top floor, but you have to go through all six floors to get up to the top and everything is closed, right? So it's like, going into the bay and everything is closed except for one little section. I mean, it's a little eerie, you know, and you forget here in Vancouver, Canaccord is attached to Pacific Center, so my firm. So I do see people in the mall and people walking around, but not as many as, as there used to be. But uh, you look at other areas in the world, Ontario even, and things are really shut down. So I guess we're a little lucky here in Vancouver compared to some. But again, in a few months, hopefully those lockdowns are lifted and uh, we can return to life that once was, John. And as we're planning and setting goals for the post-COVID era, you think we need to be realistic. And so I guess the dream of me going out and buying an 85-foot yacht is is just not on the table uh, anymore, if it ever was. <laughs> well, I mean, we do have clients that buy boats, maybe not always yachts. Uh, sometimes they spend too much on these boats, and uh, there's a lot of maintenance, John. <laughs> you always spend too much money on a boat, I'm told. Exactly. I tell people all the time, find a friend with a boat <laughs> instead of buying your own. When I say setting realistic goals, I think most of our clients, again, most are frugal. Uh, they do set realistic goals. But again, what is it that you want to accomplish over the next year to two years? Is that, again, traveling abroad? Is it spending more time on fitness? I mean, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions right now. Actually, John, how's your diet going? Is it going well still after the holidays? It's going fantastically well. I'm down 15 pounds. I'm going wow. for yeah, hopefully another 10 yeah, I've been watching what I eat and eating the right things, eating lots of green things. Good for you. That's fantastic. Not many people get through the holidays and COVID restrictions and lockdowns and lose weight. So that's a, a great goal that you set for yourself here in retirement and uh, and you're achieving Thank it. Thank you, so yeah. It doesn't always have to be about money. No. It doesn't have to be about things. Uh, your goals can be uh, set for different reasons, right? And so it's just, again, being realistic about what you want to achieve. And, uh, and John, you are a prime example of that right now. So good job. Well, and it, as we sat around through 2020, you know, sort of hunkering down with COVID, it, I, it kind of got to the point where I thought, well, even as sedentary as I love to be, I've, you know, I have to get out and, and do some walking and get some exercise. The other thing I did, which was, you know, very simple, is I just quit drinking. Mm -hmm. You know, quit drinking wine with dinner. And I mean, the calories, the pounds just fall off when you stop drinking for a while. So that really helped as well. And yeah, so it's uh, it's been good and it, and it mm -hmm. doesn't really take a lot of effort. Yeah, well, less wine and, and moving more. I know now when I'm uh, coming home from work, what I like to do is turn on the record player I have actually, play wow. some ABBA and dance record with my son. Record player. That's burning calories as well. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. It's 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 easier to use than some of the other, uh, other kind of technology out there that we have in the house. And so I just turn that on and my son just loves it. Dance is a way to ABBA. I love it. The next uh, thing we need to talk about is having a financial plan because it's difficult to be realistic and rely on yourself if you don't have a financial plan going into all of this. You know, a financial plan, John, you and I have talked about so much over the years. But again, this is something that not all financial advisors do for their clients. But for us, we believe that every client that comes on board should have a financial plan. I always say, you know, it's hard to manage someone's money if you don't know who they are, you don't know what their goals are. 
you know, in those financial planning meetings, we're often talking about estate planning. What are their wishes at the end of the day? So we can save possibly taxes as well. You want to talk about what kind of travel you'll be doing in the future. How much is it going to cost? So are you going to type to, you know, buy a motorhome and get going here in North America once the borders open? Or are you the type to go on a cruise or travel to Italy? Everybody is different. And financial plans take into account inflation. They take into account your return, uh, what type of accounts you have, right? Because they're taxed differently, whether you have a RIF. Uh, or a locked-in account, for that matter, or non-registered accounts or corporate accounts. So we're taking all of that, taking a bird's-eye view of your financial situation so that we can advise accordingly because no two people are the same. And so having a financial plan, if you've never had one, is extremely important. Or if it's been a long time since you've updated it, generally we update it when there's a significant life change such as retirement or if somebody wants to do a renovation in their home can they afford it uh, if they want to early gift money to adult children that's another reason if a spouse passes away unfortunately and that's another reason why we update it so again once you kind of get the nuts and bolts of your financial plan the updating is easy and really it's like a two-step three-step process to get a financial plan done And again, if your financial advisor doesn't offer this type of service, I would advise you to find someone else that does. Do you recommend that people who have retired, that they take out or that they have life insurance on themselves or the other partner? Well, that question does come up and it really depends on one's health as well as how much money you have saved. A lot of people look at it as kind of estate tax liability. A lot of people may have high taxes when they pass away or when the second of them pass away due to owning real estate properties or having large registered accounts. So let's just put in perspective. If you had a million dollars in registered plans and two people end up getting in a car accident and they die, half of that is going to the government. So if you bought insurance, uh, then of course there's a safety net there. Most people don't die together right? That's the one thing I'll say. Uh, Usually registered accounts will get rolled over to the next spouse and uh, that person will then spend that money up until they pass away, although there will still be a tax bill. So the thing about insuring yourself, it depends on your age, it depends on your health. And sometimes it makes sense for people, especially if two spouses can have joint last to die. If it's uh, if only one spouse is insurable, sometimes it's not advisable, but it really depends. Often, depending on how your accounts are structured, uh, you can use insurance policies to save taxes and, and create a tax shelter. And again, that's a whole nother situation, but definitely insurance can help people. It's not a bad word that everybody thinks it is. You know, people go, oh, death insurance. I hate it. I don't even want to talk about it. And uh, like I use Cindy David, who's a stellar financial planner, who's actually been on Ready, Set, Retire, if you remember, John, Mm -hmm. to do the insurance for clients who need it, where it will benefit them. So again, it's that conversation you have to have. The way that we find out, John, is if we do a financial plan and we see there's a need for insurance there, that's the first part of it. And if there is, then the second 
hoop to uh, jump through is whether the couple or the person is insurable and what that rate is going to be. And then we can advise accordingly. But definitely, you're right. Insurance is something to look at. It does get expensive as you age. So it has to make sense first and foremost and, and the reason why you're doing it. So for sure, we have those conversations all the time with people and can advise accordingly. People need to think about keeping their money invested and earning if they're not spending it, which to me seems pretty commonsensical. If you're not spending it, it should be invested somewhere. But uh, the tricky part is where do you keep it invested while you're uh, outspending the, the, <laughs> the rest of it? <laughs> so, again, the the idea here is, is we're looking forward to 2021 and how are you going to spend your money? So going back to last year, a lot of people didn't spend what we were giving them, for example. So people were taking a monthly income and uh, the world shut down, but they still kept taking the same amount of income. And then, you know, we started ta- having the conversation, you know, if you're not spending it, maybe we shouldn't be sending you so much, right? Allow it to stay in your investment accounts and have that compound return. Make money on your money. Don't let it sit in your bank just to earn a little bit of interest or no interest, basically, at this point. Uh, You're almost paying them to keep your money. So really, uh, you want to keep it invested if you can. And um, there's also a lot of people that were kind of hoarding cash during the pandemic, thinking that the world was really going to fall apart here and things were going to get much worse And I think, John, you and I started talking about it even six months ago. You have to get invested. You can't be sitting on the sidelines forever. They're looking for a vaccine. They'll likely find a vaccine. Again, I believe in mankind. And I've, you know, if you look at history, we've seen the world get over many, many different situations, dire situations, and and life does go on. And uh, you can't always be looking uh, what happened previously and uh, and make sure that your money is working for you and get it invested and be in high quality companies, dividend paying stocks, all those sorts of things. And don't just sit in GIC. So that definitely is uh, still my advice for 2021. Well, there's still some people around who have uh, a whole ton of toilet paper that they're trying to get rid of. So yes, uh, hoarding. Hoarding toilet paper and cash, and, cash, uh, <laughs> and amongst other things, I'm sure uh, you know hand sanitizer yeah. would probably be another one. You know, but but you're right. I mean, there's there's always going to be the doomsdayers out there for sure. But I think uh, again, going forward, you know, you want to be invested in the market coming out of a situation like this when you have this much stimulus, you have low interest rates you usually see markets move higher and not just over months, but over years. And, you know, it doesn't mean it can't get bumpy once in a while, but overall, my opinion is, is uh, the trend will be higher. Well, and if you're going to be relying on yourself, uh, at least to some extent, you want to monitor your finances. Now, I'm the kind of guy who worries about money. And so many years ago, I uh, got connected with... Um, who was that again? What was her name? Uh, started with a, <laughs> Lori, Lori Pinkowski. Thank you. And so uh, <laughs> she worried about you, worried about my money. I didn't have to and didn't look at the stock page every day and go, I've lost, I've lost. It is a very, very relaxed and comfortable feeling for me now, which has uh, taken years off my life. Yeah. No, wait know. a minute. It's taken years. <laughs> 
<laughs> made me younger. Let's put it that way. <laughs> made you not stress out as much, right? And, exactly. I mean, when you have a good financial team behind you that, again, is watching the markets, and, and John, as you know, I mean, how proactive we are and reactive if we have to be. We're moving quickly when markets are moving quickly and making decisions for, for you and your portfolio, right? We manage your money like we manage our own or my parents' money, for example, right? And the main thing is, is, you know, we don't want to have any um, huge negative year. So we're always trying to cushion the blow when markets go down, trying to protect the portfolios, which we have done successfully. And by doing that, it allows us to get back to positive that much quicker, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, how do you know if they're dealing with a good financial advisor or portfolio manager? I, I would say one of the biggest things, when, of course, they're experienced and they're knowledgeable, but that they care. They actually care about their clients and their money. And you should be able to hear it in their voice when you're looking into their eyes, you know, that they really do care about your life, your family, your money. And it just, again, that uh, they have that motivation to make sure that your nest egg is protected in all market conditions and that they're transparent you like them. I think that's also another important part of uh, that relationship between a financial advisor and a client. And, uh, you know, you have that good relationship. It generally is better if you don't hate your financial advisor, you know, or if uh, they, they rub, you, <laughs> rub you the wrong way too often. And... Yeah, but you'd be surprised at how many people call us and, you know, they've stayed with their financial advisor for three, four or five years and they actually, they didn't trust them. They have low returns. They don't like them. And you're going, okay, well, why are you still there? So again, you know, we don't have those problems with our clients, but uh, there are clients out there who aren't happy. And so if you're not, then it's uh, time to look for a new team for sure. 2021 should be that year, you know, after evaluating what's happened last year. You know, you should be uh, definitely positive for 2021. And hopefully the volatility wasn't as extreme as the stock market. And of course, your financial plan, making sure that's updated or that you've had one. We touched on this a bit, but if you're going to, you know, get excited and plan for a, a great retirement, again, you have to think about taxes and be tax savvy. You know, not very many of us can get away without paying any taxes, but certainly there are ways to limit the amount of tax you pay. Yeah, for sure. You know, RSP contributions for those that are, uh, you know, close to retirement, but um, not retired yet, still working. Again, you want to monitor whether that is the right thing for you to do. Often people over the age of 65, we actually don't do RSP contributions for anymore because they're going to have to start withdrawing it within a certain period of time. Tax-free savings accounts, so we want to maximize those contributions, definitely you're getting tax-free growth in those accounts. So it makes sense. Uh, Another thing that we're looking at in terms of being tax savvy in retirement is looking at whether you should be withdrawing out more income from your RSP or from your RIF account so that you're actually triggering some taxes at a lower rate than with your estate upon your death. Because just remember what we're talking about with a registered account If you have a million dollars in registered money and you pass away tomorrow and you're the last spouse standing, half of that's going to the government. So that's really what what we want to minimize. And so by triggering a little bit of income or more income every year, maybe in a 20-30% tax bracket is going to do wonders as you age. So this is a kind of a one and done plan. This is like over 10, 15, 20 years. You want to be reducing it and reducing it. So that when you get into your 90s, you have a lot less money in registered accounts. 
than uh, than you did previously. We also mentioned this plan for market volatility because certainly we're not out of the woods yet. Although, as you've pointed out many times, the terrible low was in March and here we are in a new year and, and setting record highs in the markets. It doesn't last forever, of course, but so far so good. Yeah, John, you know, we're not out of this thing yet. And although markets look good and have recovered, we're still going to see some economic softness due to the recent lockdowns, right? Uh, we haven't seen that really priced into a lot of these companies, just like you were talking about retail earlier. Obviously, that has an effect when, you know, malls are closed down and stores are closed. I mean, there's people that will buy online, uh, but not as many, right? Um, so you need things to reopen. But again, making sure that uh, you or your team are on top of these changing conditions. You have to be watching the news daily and uh, really be looking for that trend and where things are going. And you need to be prepared for some pumpiness along the way. You know, I know that people get used to the stock market just going up every week and that feels fantastic for everybody. But the fact of the matter is, is you have to have some down weeks or down months, right? This needs to be uh, not straight up. And so if the markets had a bit of a breather uh, or there was some volatility where markets did come down, you know, volatility can be your friend. Use it to your advantage, right? Uh, you can buy some of the names that, you know, ran away from you. You can buy them lower. That's what we look at. And that's what we did even. And we have done uh, throughout the last, uh, you know, 10, 11 months. And so, so, you know, don't be so scared like a deer in headlights when you do see markets come down a few hundred points or five to 10 percent. Historically, markets have a correction twice a year of five to 10 percent. So it's kind of normal. So, you know, after seeing such a big run since the election, um, you know, I would expect some sort of correction in the near future. But uh, again, use it to your advantage. And if you're not managing your portfolio directly, make sure you have a team that's always looking out for those opportunities for you. And of course, if there was some new news out there that, you know, there's a reason why markets are, are correcting possibly even more than that five to 10 percent, then make sure that there's a plan B. Make sure that there's somebody uh, raising cash for you or trying to protect you in case there is some sort of larger correction. But again, that, there would have to be new news for that to happen. The COVID news that we've heard already, you can see even as these COVID numbers are moving higher, markets have not been reacting as much because there is a vaccine now. So we've covered a lot of territory here in coming up with some ways to get uh, people excited again and planning for the rest of their retirement post-COVID. Any final thoughts? Yeah, you know, everyone's retirement will be different. So own yours. Do what you want and, and plan for it accordingly. You know, have fun. This is what you saved for. And I know Oh, that's hard to envision after the past year that we've just gone through. But looking forward to 2021 and, and beyond, right? Uh, what are your plans for the next year, two years, five years? Stay healthy. Keep a schedule. Don't get stuck in a rut. As John and I just talked about, don't watch markets daily. As John doesn't have to, he's got me doing that for him and my team. I have a fantastic team behind me that is constantly up to date on markets and again, what's really important as you go through the period that we've gone through is just staying positive and making sure that your nest egg is protected in all market conditions. My opinion is getting into likely a good bull market here over the next few years. Uh, you always want to have that kind of safety net for the what ifs, because, of course, we all know 
anything can happen, as we saw last year. It's how you manage those situations, which, again, separates the good financial teams from the mediocre to the not so good. So make sure that you're with the right team going forward as well. Now that we're into a new year and so glad to be out of 2020, what do you see market-wise over the next few weeks, the short term, as we head toward hopefully a more positive perspective and a more positive attitude in society? Yeah, you know, we've been, um, even today, reviewing a lot of the economic stats out there right now uh, in the U.S. and globally. And things actually look fairly positive out there. So when we're looking forward, our thoughts are the momentum will continue I think things that you need to watch out for is, again, what we have deemed to be pandemic stocks versus non-pandemic stocks. Pandemic stocks have been amazing during this time when you think of the Amazons of the world and, and so on. And I think Amazon will just do fine. But there's other sectors that are stocks, such as you think of Salesforce out there is when it's being hit recently or, or some of these others. Zoom has been hit on the head the last few weeks. And, you know, Zoom is probably here to stay. But again, it's having, a, you know, it's down by probably 30% now from the high uh, or even over that. And so you got to, you know, be careful of what sectors you're in as we come out of this. And, and what you want to also make sure that you include in your portfolio, which we have included for you, John, and others, things like copper. Copper tends to do well as you come out of a recession, industrial type stocks, transport stocks. And so you want to just make sure that right now your portfolio probably has a bit of both, because as we said, we're not out of the COVID era yet. We're not back to normal, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. So you kind of have to have both. And right now our portfolios have about 50% kind of post-recession type stocks and about 50% still pandemic stocks. And so also being allocated heavily in the U.S. still. But, you know, you look at emerging markets, you look at China, you look at even European stock indices, a lot of them are performing well. And even Canada is set to do possibly a little better than it has in the past. With energy possibly recovering, looking at materials, when we're talking about commodities as you come out of a recession, as well as financial. So again, you just got to make sure that you're on top of these things and adjusting the portfolio accordingly. And that's, again, John, why I don't believe in buy and hold, because what was good last January wasn't what was good in July which won't be what's going to make a good return going forward in 2021. So you always have to be adjusting things, especially when you go through a severe crash, recovery, rebound, and then bull market. Lots to think about, John. Lots to think about. And lots to talk about in 2021 for sure. We like to wrap things up with a quote, a statement about retirement? What do you have? Always looking at the positive side in terms of retirement. There's a quote that uh, we found out there and what it tells you is, there's a whole new kind of life ahead, full of experiences just waiting to happen. Some call it retirement. I call it retirement in 2021. I call it bliss. (laughs) Yeah, I think bliss is good. I think bliss is good. Bliss, let's, bliss is great. You know, yeah, let's again, go with bliss. A, a tough time on retirees, uh, on everybody, obviously, but on retirees, I think especially uh, over the past year. And uh, again, just really looking forward to getting over this, getting through this. And uh, uh, we're happy that we successfully managed your portfolio and others during this time. And again, just looking at brighter times ahead, John. Indeed. All right. Thank you so much for this. And we will catch up with you in a fortnight. We will. Thanks, John. Talk to you soon. If you want more information or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management. 604-695-LORI. 
1-800-227-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Ready, Set, Retire. Retire.